Hey guys, we have just announced a class with Jet and Hunter Lawrence at Tampa MX in Tampa, Florida, Friday, September 30th. Go to tour.themotoacademy.com to get signed up. This is going to be an epic event all day long, meet and greet, exhibition ride for Jet and Hunter. They'll be training with you guys for hours throughout the day, giveaways, trip giveaways, We'll have all of the Moto Academy crew there. It's going to be super, super cool. Go to tour.themotoacademy.com, Tampa MX, September 30th, featuring Jet and Hunter Lawrence. Sign up now. Hello, another episode of the Moto Academy. <laughs> Guys, before you go any further, subscribe. What, what do they do? How do they listen to the full podcast and like do you subscribe to those things i don't know anything about spotify or apple music yeah i'm pretty how do you sure not know this I, I, be, I i've never used spotify in my life number one another subscription fee we still can't afford the zoom subscription fee let alone spotify so no and or youtube premium i have none of them YouTube i just premium in fact i canceled get. absolutely i canceled all of mine i had zwift i had you uh, Strava, I had, and I canceled all of them. Too cheap, can't afford it. Um, <laughs> wait, what was your question? Oh yeah, so the podcast is now, uh, yeah, it's now available on Apple and Spotify. You can, I don't know if you subscribe or follow to those things. To be honest, they're probably different per platform. But um, video version is always going to be exclusive to the Moto Academy, so take advantage of that. However, if you're driving or whatever, Apple and Spotify. You can find it. Just type in the Moto Academy. You'll find it. Excellent. And who's this? Who's this black guy? <laughs> Handsome black guy. Don't forget. That. Does anybody know? And I lost service. Unbelievable. No, you're still there for Unbelievable. us. Unbelievable. <laughs> you're still there, dude. Dave and I are like, no, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't, dude. <laughs> oh my god. I'm just. I was mostly just wondering who the black guy is that's in the corner of my screen. <laughs> I'm 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 here to I'm here to save you guys. I'm your savior. I am I, I'm just here to say you're welcome, really. That's really why I'm here. I'm just here to say you're welcome, guys. AJ called I mean, me after you sent that text saying you're welcome and he goes, Is there something we should be thinking? what what are we what did what happened? I'm like <laughs> I'm like, don't worry about Dave. <laughs> okay, now that we're talking about something none of us know about. Um, <laughs> would you like to introduce our guest, Albert? Sure. Our guest is one of the top three best looking guys I've ever seen in my entire life. I've known him mostly my entire life. He, his dad has the same name as my dad. And uh, <laughs> my dad couldn't love him anymore and his dad couldn't love me anymore. So I think we got traded at birth. Something happened. But Seriously. he's Dave Drakes. He is owner, operator, visionary of the collective experience David, middle name unknown, Drakes, who is also now inside the Moto Academy. Did we're you like in, that intro? I like the intro. It's really sad yeah. you don't know my middle name by now, but can I take a guess? Go for it. Let's see if let's see if you remember. Versace. Versace. <laughs> <laughs> David Versace Drakes. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, jo it's got to be Joseph. Not Joe. My middle name is not your middle name. <laughs> Why would you think? The most narcissistic thing ever. <laughs> Clearly, he has what I have. Uh, uh, David, what's it start with? I'll guess it right away. An A. Oh, yeah. Armani. Armani. <laughs> spot on. Spot on. <laughs> Arnold. Not Arnold. No. Alexander. There we go. Oh wait! Wow. Oh, I saw. Wow. Okay. I sound like a politician, dude. David Alexander Drake's running for second congressional office. Of wow, you do. <laughs> so white. So, so white, dude. So white. So white. My mom so wanted white. me to get a job when I was, you know, an adult, so. Wow. I'm going to drink my coffee. It was, uh, either Dave, so it was either David or Quantavius. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching college football the other day for no reason, uh -huh. and the names were unreal outrageous right i couldn't believe a couple of the last names i was seeing and then they'd put the first names on the screen and i was like one of the guy's names i think was the greatest to ever do it or something <laughs> I'm, not even, I'm not even kidding i think his first name was the greatest and his last name was 
to ever do it. Dude, <laughs> how how much would you pay to watch Ralph Shaheen and freaking Daniel Blair try to pronounce freaking black names? Like, oh, we've got Qua, oh boy, Quate, <laughs> Quan True, ooh, Jesus. Number four, running around <laughs> the outside. <laughs> yeah, you can't even get, it's calling Chad Reed. <laughs> James, James Reed, <laughs> James Reed. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! I would love that. Do we have dude. questions lined up today, cameraman? Cam? Yeah, we do. But we could. What's talk, our game plan? We should talk about Dave first. Um, <laughs> it's random. Forget stranger. Dave. Uh, sorry, Forget I, I Dave. do like. I do. I do like the intro. The intro was solid. Okay, so so Dave is now inside of the Moto Academy, acting as. What are you acting as, Dave? Uh, Master class coach liaison prize giver host ambassador whatever you want to everything so the collective experience is a fan experience collective that you've been working on for uh, what was the first year you would have done it i think we did 15, it we started 16? in 17 i think we started 17 yeah yep <clears throat> where dave offers fan experiences internships basically anything to get you guys behind the scenes and start to begin to make the connections that you need to move forward in the industry, whether it's as a mechanic or media or racer, whatever it is. And we've brought that inside of the app, which is really cool because there's no better group of people to be that need that information. It resonated really well inside the app right away, which is Great. And I think oh, that's sure. the idea is we're going to fully encompass every single angle of what it takes to like really capitalize on just the industry period. Right? Oh, 100%. 100%. Uh, by the way, I saw and Dave also is an engineer. Can I am I allowed to say this? No, yeah, we can. Okay. At Harley Davidson. Now was. what was now working for how do you say it vulcan vulcan yeah vulcan evs which are i just saw one the other day that it's on preset something's going on with it and it had yeah. pedals yep well it looked really cool whatever it was I no don't know for sure was. so um did you wait, develop you, that i i did that so that's my program so uh i left harley yeah, exactly. as a, yeah. <laughs> do, wait, do you want me to give the whole the full backstory or yeah. like mm. ra racing all the way up yeah i want to yeah, know sure. even like how okay. you got i can't remember if you guys met because of Supercross, or you met as kids? I can't even remember. Oh that. no, we we met as kids way way before that. Yeah, okay. so I'm from I'm from Connecticut originally. So um, I met AJ when we were little, racing dirt bikes at our local track. Um, and then our dads immediately became like this. Like before AJ and I even knew each other's names, they were like talking about God knows what. Uh, and yeah, we just grew up at the at the track together, did races together. Um, and when it was time to you know. Go to college. I did not have the speed that AJ had. Funny story. Half the races I went to, AJ was like, "Hey man, uh, why are you here?" <laughs> like, I, re <laughs> I, I, I remember we were at a Loretta's qualifier, and it was the 250B mod, and I'm like walking to the line already nervous, right? Because I'm on a bone stock Cowie with like a thousand hours on it, and AJ's like, "Hey man, we, hey, how are you? Ready?" I'm like, "No." He's like. What, what are you doing here? <laughs> like, I, my dad makes me go where you go, dude. I don't know. So, <laughs> so gosh. Um, and yeah. I also had a also had a creepy van. Also, yeah. So we both had creepy vans. Mm -hmm. Another reason why our dads probably melded together. Um, yeah. And yeah, so yeah, we did, we did the whole college route. Um, I actually went to school to be a mechanic because uh, I, you know, love dirt bikes so much, love all things mechanical. Um, and once I did that, I was like, Hey, I think I want to actually design them, not just work on them. So, um, went to a four year program and immediately was like, this is, this is super cool. I'm really enjoying this. I can put the mechanical knowledge from moto into this. And, um, yeah, I should have put myself through school. I had about 18 credits a semester. I had, um, like an internship doing some engineering sales. I got selected for a NASA funded research project where I was checking pressure differentials across airplane wings. I was commentating, I was building race motors during between class and then racing those same guys on the weekend, getting my ass kicked. Um, and uh, well, I mean, working at a parts store, you name it. And uh, luckily Harley 
sent me a job offer after I met them at this engineering conference. Um, I had an interview. They sat me down, asked me about my background. And halfway through my background, they told me to stop and offered me a job on the spot. And um, I you know, flew out to Wisconsin, lived there for a while, designing a bunch of bikes for them um, from like motor stuff all the way up to chassis development. I was uh, in charge of a few different programs for them, some, some cool bikes. And uh, yeah, kind of got sick of the Midwest and I wanted to work on some off-road stuff. So um, I went down to here now in Austin, Texas and started working on um, some cool electric off-road vehicles, side-by-sides, dirt bikes. And we just launched our e-bike, which is like the ultimate pit cruiser. It's such a cool product. I'm really proud of that one. Yeah, it's it's super it's super cool. Yeah, check them out at Vulcan.ev on Instagram. Uh, I'm in a couple of their ads. It's it's super cool. Hashtag diversity hire. uh, (laughs) It's uh, (laughs) uh, no, it's it's super fun, man. So now instead of engineering, I'm now a product manager and uh, technical program manager for all of what we do. So um, it's a very involved job, but you know, do that. And then the collective started, you know, five four or five years ago, and. We've been kicking ever since. It was really building this thing from the ground up. I called AJ the first day I had the idea for it, and it's crazy how it snowballed into what it is today, you know? So working all week and then just flying into Supercross on the weekends, landing at 1 a.m. Every and single week. No, that we was... just see remember, Dave in the morning, and we're like, what time did you get in? Oh, you know, not too late, not too bad, just 3.30. Oh, <laughs> literally and, and like the one year i had a job where i was literally on the road i think i was on the road more than you aj i was literally going from florida to arizona to wisconsin california like like literally i was on three four flights a week so i would like take off on a sunday night do like harley testing and do a bunch of stuff and then i'd come back on like thursday or friday change suitcases go back out <laughs> like on a on an evening flight and then I wouldn't get back until, you know, after Supercross on Sunday and then literally change bags and then fly out again. So I, I super, saw it's crazy. Supercross would end Saturday night. We'd go out to eat or go to hang out. And then it'd be one in the morning after Supercross and Dave just be, all right, guys, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm out of here. And we're like, where is where is he going? <laughs> oh, I'm just, I'm just driving home nine hours. I'm going to leave at 1 a.m. I got to work tomorrow. Oh, all right, Dave. See you, dude. Dude, see, like that, remember that first year I was like, hey, can I sleep for a half hour on your hotel floor? <laughs> it's like, yeah, sure, dude. <laughs> Gosh. Oh, uh, yeah. Hey, it's so you live crazy. in Texas now, uh, yeah. right? What? Yep. How, how many American flags do you have? Dude, so many. I literally just took off shorts that were American flag themed. Drives my my girlfriend, for those of you that, that don't know, is a like social justice warrior. And <laughs> 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 like dude it's so like all of like the like i don't know why but like the patriotic stuff kind of freaks her out even though she's like white from middle america like super upper middle class your guy's Illinois, dynamic is it's so funny to me so it's so weird dude. it's like a movie it cracks me up i'll send her videos of me holding guns like fucking america and she's like david get home now where are you do you, do you have your life alert turn it on i will be there in a second <laughs> have your life alert dude it's so funny (laughs) Uh, well all right uh i we have to be somewhat brief just because i have to hop on a plane in like two hours so we might have to dive into questions and everything quicker do are we going to kind of go about our normal structure cam and then just have this random this guy with dreadlocks just kind of like chime in when he wants to. exactly we have a couple okay we have a couple specific to him and then um and then we'll just go into our normal ones if that sounds good is there is there anything that happened in like moto news this week hmm dude not really i mean we got motocross of nations we could talk about for sure oh ooh, for yeah i like that race mm. did what you guys country? go to the did you guys go to 2018 no. i've never been at, to it was at redbud right I am yeah. so mad. I've missed that dude, one and I missed this was, one. Like, what? It was absolutely insane. I saw so many countries fighting with other countries and then literally <laughs> hugging each other after, like, fist fight. Like, the Irish and freaking Germans and the freaking, like, Great Britain, like, factions, because they were literally factions there. Factions. I saw one, I saw one dude trip a girl and half the crowd cheered. I'm like, what? circus like and i i don't mean like tripper i mean like she went for a freaking ride dude like face full into the mud like full air and are everything. you going this year 
I am not. I have a um, NASCAR event I have to go to this weekend. So I want to go so bad. And of course, my schedule's just all janky. Dude, so I won't was, be present. It's 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 insane. I went to Lockheed. Who's winning? Oh, I think we got it. I really do. Uh, I think I we don't got know, it. man. Dude, I I think we got it. A red bud. We got like Chase and Eli. Two fifty class is a bit of a. I don't know. I believe in Justin, but it'll be interesting. Like, you know who about, I think has a good shot? What's that? I, I like Italy. Uh, uh, I don't. Who's on Italy? Oh, I don't mean to go through the names. I can't. I can't remember. Valentino Rossi. <laughs> uh, it was. Uh, I, I did good. I pushed very hard. I. Uh, I did good. <laughs> I think Australia's got a good shot. Mm. Well, now that we know, I'm the only American here. Um, <laughs> of course, they have you, a good shot, but dude, I don't know. I think this is the, the also the U.S. has a good shot for the first time in a while, many a years. Few years. Yeah, yeah. Thank goodness like, we need we need some redemption. Dude. We do. I like that Nigerian team. I'm, I'm rooting for Nigeria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. Gosh, like <laughs> when we were when I was a kid, like USA would just go wherever in the world and just clean everybody. Like, yeah, it was a given. It was an automatic win almost. It was. I, I was too young to really remember it, but I just remember that they would never lose. Right. Ever. Like, yep. Yeah. It's understandable why I've talked about this before. I, I don't know where to who or if it was on a podcast or not, but it make it makes total sense as to why we wouldn't be at the top in outdoors because the majority of our time is spent in Supercross. So at it one hundred percent makes sense. Yeah. But you know what's you know what's crazy? Was, man, Sexton and Tomac. I mean Dude. They're Sexton they're good. I I, I want Sexton to just hire a full-time film guy and just live stream him riding. And I would pay a subscription service. Speaking of subscription services, I would pay one to just watch Sexton just ride the track. Oh, it's so nice to watch. Yeah, he Who's vibrating? Dude, they ha- they got to have a chance. Like, yeah, Australia is going to be fast, but Jet on a 450, to like, he's going to kill it. Obviously, he's a partner in the app, so I'll choose my words carefully however we're but maybe not gonna be friends won't. for this weekend i've decided maybe, um <laughs> jet and hunter are enemies for their the enemies I, for jet, three days. jet might not jet might not kill it i mean i don't know he looks absolutely fantastic at the right. compound on that bike but he's also riding it at a very conservative pace like yeah. when we watch him at the compound he's not he's doing sprint laps not that he really ever does but he's riding at like tempo speed feet on the peg standing really deep it looks fast ish uh looks super smooth but usually when the guys struggle moving up to the 450 is when you get put into a race pace situation and you have to like really ride that bike and race that you have to race that bike that's when it gets potentially hairy that's why i think sexton made those mistakes so many times early in 450 career sansarillo Stewart, Carmichael, anybody that's ever moved up to the big bike, yeah. When you're put into a rate into race pace, you usually it's that's when you end up crashing, making mistakes. I think yeah. if anybody is capable of jumping right in and being able to be smart and ride it the right way, it would be Jet or Hunter for that matter. Ooh. Just because Dazzy is so particular with the way they ride, he wouldn't that that family u- unit wouldn't stand for out of control riding. Yeah. Can you like, can you can we just talk about how awesome that that dude is? Like he's just number one, such a nice guy. Like to everybody, it doesn't matter if you're mm-hmm. Joe Schmo Sea Rider, back of the pickup truck, fellow competitors of Jet, super nice guy. But what I really like about him is that he is not jaded by the sport. None of those guys are right. So if you look at the dads of all the other greats, right, they're walking around heads kind of low, frowning. They're all about business or whatever. Like freaking darren's just like happy excited he's got like that moto dad sea rider energy like we're new to this kind of sport and we're having fun and it's awesome it's so awesome to see that man it's i, he, I, lo- I love that sea rider energy is a good kind of it's analogy. a good it's a good energy yeah really. yeah yeah because that's how he is he's very uh very open-minded too yep. which is what makes their program i think so special yep. is that he's taken and collected pieces from every little person that makes sense and that they can utilize yeah. in their program which is exactly not to say i do it the right way but that's how i've 
learn to ride. And that's how I've yeah. kind of figured things out. It's, oh, okay. A little bit here. Oh, all right. A little bit here. Yeah. I just listen to people as if I have no idea what I'm doing or in that I mm -hmm. don't know anything. And that's exactly yeah. how they operate. And I am so lucky to be any part of their program at all. Dazzy called me yesterday morning and I was like at writer's meeting at my class in front of everybody and I hop on the phone with him. And he's just so excited. It's like 7.30 a.m. Hey, mate. Just answers just the phone just yelling. I'm like, oh, all right. Mm. Uh, and we got some cool news. Can't share it. Absolutely can't share it. But Thanks for sharing. Exciting. <laughs> ex exciting stuff. Really exciting stuff. Did I tell you guys that I met my first jet hater? Hater? Yeah. In real life? Yeah, in real life. Good friend of mine. Like, I, I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe the what, conversation uh, we had. What, what was their hate? Crap. What was their hate? Okay, so this is, this is just wildly interesting to me. Mm. Is he felt like Jet especially, but also like just the younger kids coming up on the podiums um, mm. are like disrespectful. In the sense of sure. they, they get up, they win a race, they act like nothing happened, like, that you know, whatever. They make it all a joke, and he's like, it's just disrespectful. Because he's like, man, when I was a kid, they would get up, it was like blue collar, it would be like nice and clean. like um, And of course, my perspective, and I, we talked about this for a long mm -hmm. time. I was like, the, that was when the sport was boring. When people would be like, yeah. oh yeah, thank you sponsors, like whatever. And he, he sees like, He's also a type, the type of person who really, really wanted to go pro, but life circumstances wouldn't allow it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So there's naturally probably some jealousy mixed right, in there. Whether but, he, yeah. Right. But he's like, I want, you know, from his perspective, I think he wanted it so bad to see like the guys who are there in that position, like having a normal human personality. He saw it as treating it like not just like disrespect just being disrespectful i just i've no i was like i can't believe you're saying this to me right now yeah like, well i, I think the the problem with that thinking it, the problem with that thinking is that and this is very very common is that people think that these successful riders or people in general stumble into those situations and get lucky or catch a break that they didn't catch whatever it is right and then they judge a little bit how the person is acting when they're at that level those guys are, they earned every bit of that. Oh, the, the Lawrence people is, that are, yeah, uh, no. Yeah, so it's like they earned absolutely every bit of it. They're, they're down to earth at the same time. So you can't say that yeah. they're, they're the most serious of the serious. Right. Like they didn't just stumble into that place and go, oh, oh I'm on the podium. You know what I mean? Right. They're just being no. normal human beings while on the podium. Which is, which is that, what we want. Yeah. Yeah. It's impressive. That makes me like kind of angry sometimes. Like when I hear people say like stuff like that and there's other things and uh, I'm not trying to go on a rant here or anything, but like I enjoy the fact that it's not robotic on the podium where it's like, oh, you know, thanks. I can't thank uh, Honda and Fox, which bugs me insanely, by the way, when people are saying like, oh, I can't thank so-and-so. It's like. And then they don't say enough at the and end. They, thank. Yes, exactly. And no one notices except yeah. maybe me. And like, dude, it it bugs me. And they do the same routine of like, like RJ Hampshire does that. I love RJ. I love watching him ride. I can't stand to hear that guy's podium speech. It's the same. And he's like frowning and he's like not happy. And I'm like, dude, you just won. You just lived every kid's dream in America, dude. Like show some sort of like, I'd be like, if I was up there, I'd be like, oh, hell, this is dope, dude. These guys are fast. This chick smells really good behind me. Thanks to Honda, because I was like, I'd be in a freaking one-bedroom apartment if it wasn't for Honda right now. Thanks to my parents. This is great. I love you guys. Like, come hang out with us afterward. You know what I mean? I'd be so like, oh, I, I just, I just, I, I don't get that, like, the, the people want to see that robotic whatever. Like, that, no, that's, that's, that'd be so lame to me, man. It makes our sport boring. You know what I mean? Like the super polished, like, well, KTM gave me a good bike and I appreciate Dunlop and what they did for me. Like, ah, oh, dude, no, that's, that's, that's not good for the sport. Yeah. I think, I think people are catching on to that, honestly. And <clears throat> if anything else, the era of Jet Hunter, good old Joshy Moda, <laughs> what my wife calls him Joshy Moda. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That trio is really cool and fun to watch, yeah. and 
that's what the future is. And then I think that's going to, going to be a, a cool dynamic when they go 450s with Sexton. Yeah. Because it's going to be, that's going to be, I think that's going to be really interesting. Mm-hmm. I also, off air cam, okay. some Sexton related, we got to talk. <clears throat> Something going on. Thanks for that. Top secret. Yeah. Top secret. I'm throwing so many freaking little things out there. Remind me because it's he, important. You yeah. know what, Cam? He thinks he's being so cryptic, dude. And yeah. really. I know. Oh, something you know, with sex that I to, wonder what. Exa- yeah. And before. <laughs> no, no. It's went not to what Honda, you think it is. Before, before you did the whole Honda switch. Like, I swear we were in, we were in Minnesota, Meadow Valley. And freaking AJ's like uh, talking and they're like, oh, so what are you doing for Supercross next year? Oh, you know, I don't know. Might be on something red, but I can't say. It's like, <laughs> just say I'm riding Hondas, dude. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Come on, man. Oh, my gosh. Uh, like this freaking, I'm like, hey, shut up. We, you know, we shouldn't be saying well, that. Well, dude, and, dude, you know, uh, Dave, when you're on the level of Tomac and... <laughs> Oh, don't even get me started on that, and, dude. And and dude, and those other you, guys, when you're on that level, <laughs> were you there for that camp? You sometimes yeah. have to get cryptic with. No, it. he still does it, Dave. Like he still does he, it at classes where he's like, yeah, well, people like you know Sexton and Jet and me and. <laughs> dude, he said it. We, he said it at uh, where was camera was it Iron Dog oh, or something? Yeah, something. And like, that. It, like me, you, Cade, and freaking AJ's just sitting there going, you know, and the top guys, Tomac. Sexton, me, you know, we're sitting there and we're just, you know, we're toes in, and me and Kate are like, does he think? He's <laughs> what did where, what did he get last night? Did, did, we, did, we, did we make the night show? <laughs> uh, so like, who, who does this oh, kid think so he good. is? Oh my gosh! Wow, <laughs> your boy's delusional. Wow, boy's delusional. Uh, so delusional. Well, anywho, to wrap up our. <laughs> conversation before that awkward little cut that i'm now gonna have to figure out um <laughs> what awkward cut oh we can leave that in there yeah okay <laughs> okay all right whatever absolutely all right leave it in leave so, it in jamie um uh, what was i gonna say oh two things one thing that i heard that i i'm sticking by until it happens is uh some announcer i don't know if it was it was uh daniel blair i think was like we should create a rule where like riders have to keep their helmets off until like the race starts i think oh, that would be that, awesome yeah. that would yeah. be awesome it'd be so cool to see people's faces you know what i mean and it also help the sport um and then one other thing i have a, I, I think i have an unop, unpopular opinion okay give it to us okay i think this is very bold <laughs> this is very bold <laughs> i think hunter is the 450 guy uh, out of Jet and Hunter, yeah, you you pick Hunter. I I think I have a reason why, and that's okay. Simply because it doesn't like Hunter's build just look like a four fifty rider. Uh, yeah, but so does Jet. They're both big. They both weigh a lot. Really, they do. Yeah, yeah. I think they're like one sixty four. Four to 167 which is heavy that, that's give heavy you, yeah <laughs> that oh, is jesus heavy. sorry dave <laughs> i i'm i'm like 152 so think about that those guys yeah, yeah they're what, heavy what are you cam uh 155 i think jesus you guys gotta I, eat i'd say the <laughs> majority of those 250 riders are under 160 yeah. almost probably all of them so they're they're big they're, they're, they have the perfect, they have big backs. Uh, they have strong <laughs> legs. Like they're, they have a good build for a 450, 100%. What else do you like about them? They have such nice backs, dude. It's unreal. Not personalities, sparkling hair. And... <laughs> no, it's just interesting because like, I Jeff's watch... just the best kisser. I swear to God. <laughs> like this is, I don't know. Maybe this is weird, but like I was looking at just like watching the 450 class. I'm like, man, Chase is the anomaly. This skinny kid, mm. you know, he looks like he looks skinny. Like you look at Roxon and Tomac and Barsha. No, Roxon and Tomac are the anomalies, though. Everybody else is skinny. You think so? No, there's yeah. one person who is absolutely real thin. Is that Moosekin? Mar- Marvin Moosekin. Yeah, I don't yeah, know how I'm- that guy does not blow off the back of that bike. 
a lot of them have that build uh and because a lot of them a lot of the guys have the same genetics which is like very slow twitch alex martin style where like you're almost like a chubby kid at heart <laughs> poor but you have a slow you have a slow metabolism mm-hmm. and the I, those guys just do so much car all they do is cardio hmm. sexton not so much sexton's getting there he's probably put on a, a few pounds where roxon and tomac those guys also i think get arm pump though when roxon and tomac are are built yeah. a little mm-hmm. bit more quite a bit more than i think anybody else jet and hunter are kind of lie somewhere in between i think that jet and hunter have the perfect jet has even more so a more perfect build because he's slightly taller than hunter right mm. i think jet and sexton are just about the same height and it's it seems to be perfect height five like five five eleven is probably perfect height for five eleven 165 pounds is perfect for a 450 that's so interesting how much does that actually matter though I mean, James Stewart's like yay tall. Yeah, you can make it work either direction. <laughs> I, I just think there's the perfect height to make it the most efficient. Being James Stewart height, Carmichael height, Martin Brothers height, around 5'6 to 5'8, that's a little too short in certain situations. You can't use your legs to really pump the bike. Uh, you miss out on certain things. Being Benny Bloss height, 6'4, 6'5, 6'6, is just on the other end of the spectrum, there's just too much, too many limbs in the way. And it just becomes inefficient. It's like me riding a pit bike. Can I get in the right position? Yeah, yeah, I can, but it is so tiring and it's so easy to put something in the wrong spot. And then you get catastrophically messed up. We're at Sexton, Hunter, Jet, uh, Tomac is good height, Roxon good height. These guys are right, all right around 5'10", 5'11", I think. And it seems to be perfect. Mm. Right? I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. Sure. Good talk. <laughs> yeah. Want to do some questions? <laughs> sure. Hit me with some questions. All right. What What time is it? Uh, we've only been going for like 29 minutes. So. Oh, okay. <clears throat> All right. So um, first question is from none other than Driver Jamie. Oh, heck yeah. Driver Jamie. Driver Shout Jamie. Out. Here's my question for Dave. Also, it's not a video, so he's fired. But wow, <laughs> here's I see him today. I'll let him know he's he's yeah. Fired. Hey, so I'll do him, I. I'll let him go. I'm gonna be there. Um, you, you are. Oh, good grief, AJ! Oh god, I'm literally <laughs> driving to Pennsylvania after this. Yes, I'll be to, there. Wow, today. okay. Didn't, yeah. know, didn't know that. Okay, <laughs> see you. See I, you soon. I pack it up and leaving after this podcast. Okay. Um. All right. Here's my question for Dave. I would love to buy a shirt or hoodie from TCE, but not all MX fans are XL or smaller. We need mm. a dang 3XL for us big guys. <laughs> uh, t- I, t- I, I got them. I got, a, I got a couple of the big boys sitting here, so I'll, <laughs> I'll hook them up. Talk, we talk we had dinner. Me. We had dinner with Kenny Day from Fox, mm-hmm. and half of the dinner consisted of Jamie trying to persuade Fox to make triple x <laughs> it was awesome it was but a- then he went and lost a bunch of weight and he's not a triple x anymore anyways oh really wow. yeah well jamie the, the good news is jamie at, at moto academy at the motoacademy.com we have double x in fact we do have triple x at the motoacademy.com because we listen to our customers and <laughs> and we care do we actually have triple x I think we do, which I didn't know, but I, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay, but you know now. I, but I don't. I don't really know. I don't know anything. Uh, okay. Okay. Next question. I have one more question for Dave that isn't video, so we're just gonna get it out of the way. Sound good? There we go. Great. All right, David. David yes. asks. Sorry, different David. Oh, two Davids. David six two two asks. Um, any ideas for getting a public motocross track open in Rhode Island? Oh, jeez. So this one, this one's a pretty loaded one, and I'm sure AJ is going to chime in, dude. Doing anything moto related in the Northeast, south of like Vermont, is difficult. Nah, Vermont's I'll, impossible I'd say too. South of New Hampshire, it, it, it's it's difficult, man. It's super difficult. Best, <laughs> you got to have super good insurance. You got to be like somewhere near a highway or like some sort of high noise area, something that's not going to infringe upon like environmental. 
restrictions and regulations. You got to have certain requirements for um, like distance to um, like uh, medical help. And dude, there's there's so much that goes into it. I mean, AJ probably know a little bit better than I would at this point, but it, it's it's tough. You got to you got to you got to have all the right pieces to put together for that puzzle, man. Oh, so many pieces, because what will yeah. happen and this is unfortunately most almost everywhere is that if you have one person, one neighbor, one person, a part of the county commissioners, you know, that don't want the track there, it won't they happen. will find that one little thing, that environmental yep. thing that you, that really nobody cares about, the whatever weird little stipulation they can come up with, they will get you for it. You fix it, they'll get you for another one. You fix it yep. at ADK, every... Most tracks I, I know of that have tried to open a public track have gone through the same exact thing, which is my biggest fear in <clears throat> buying a facility or a public, like I would love nothing more than to open a public track in Connecticut. It will, I, I'll be able to do it. I'll do it one day. I just don't know how. And I think the most, the, it'll probably be electric. It would be my guess. I think that's the only feasible option is maybe three yeah. to five years down the road i just open something that's all electric you know yeah or unless unless there's a way in this technology we would probably allow for this do you think that there's a a sound wave or a sound box of some sort something that can emit sound on the exterior of the track that offsets the sound from the dirt bikes so then it's like you can't hear it so you need I'm gonna, I'm, go, I'm gonna say that there is there's sound travels in certain waves so if you can if you can time the nodes of each frequency you can however the amount of power the number of those boxes and to mm -hmm. properly affix them so that you're getting vectors that are facing the same way is nearly impossible like yeah. it, it it takes so i mean i don't say nearly impossible but it take your most of your money all of your money would go into that system to run it on a weekly basis. Yeah. There's gotta be something. <laughs> the e e easier solution, e-bikes. Yeah. Yeah. I'll build hey, something eventually. <clears throat> I I'm mean, all for e-bikes. Makes we, my stock go we up. Grew up. We grew up in the perfect era. We, we lived in Connecticut and rode the local tracks in like, you know, 04 to 08, which was prime. The, well, stomach's going crazy over here. You had Rocky Hill, which was, I loved Rocky Hill, obviously. Best, you had, best track. You had Mototown, which. Uh, Wait, talk talk about Mototown. Like, go into like, how, how lucky and spoiled we were to have Mototown. Yeah, so Mototown was in Windsor, Connecticut, I think. It was the largest indoor motocross facility that's ever existed, by far. <laughs> like the, This place was so over the top and so huge. And I wish that I could have been, if I could have owned and operated that, it would have went a whole very different direction than it did, unfortunately. But it was like four football fields. The place was enormous. It had like a super cross track in there. It was very super crossy at the beginning, which I think is where I developed a lot of my super cross skill. It had a sand yeah. track at one point. It had like a subway shop uh or some oh, type dude. of like sub shop it had a gym a full race shop it had you like name retail, it, it was, everything it, it was pretty insane it never really came to fruition the way that they hoped that it would like a lot of the it, space remained vacant it never really turned into what uh, they probably hoped that it was going to but this place was unreal and it was timed perfect i think i rode there from like the years i was 13 14 15 maybe or 12, 13, 14. So those last couple of years right before I turned pro, because we lived in Connecticut, you couldn't ride in the winter. So it was, and we didn't go down south in the winter. So it was perfect for us to be able to get seat time. I think I was there like three days a week. Yeah. All through the winter, freezing my butt off, by the way, because there was no heat on no that heat. track. So there was zero I was heat. like wearing two layers of those doctor's gloves and you couldn't feel the handlebars and getting arm pump and, just, and then you go to you get done with your moto and you take the glove off and it just the just, just pouring sweat. sweat yeah 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 
it those was, were the days that place was insane. but we had mototown that was 30 minutes from my house that was right near you i think we had yeah. in portland in the town i lived in there was three different tracks in portland none of which exist anymore yeah. more of like private kind of backyard type situations but you would show up on a wednesday and it would be me doug henry john dowd tony larusso keith johnson mike treadwell and that's who i was racing or riding with during the week when i was on 85s i was riding with no. i never really thought of that until well right now really but <laughs> that's <laughs> isn't that sick like the that's fact that insane. i i was riding on a weekly basis with the best people to ever come from new england on like yeah. gnarly backyard sand tracks and none of that exists anymore so i was so we were so lucky to grow up in i think like the tail end of what was the perfect era of new england motocross there was tracks everywhere by by far i mean you had central village i mean there just milford i mean there's so many great places and yeah dude mototown was such a savior to so many kids in like the northeast i mean it, it literally it was so good when they first it built was, it oh man the, i mean cam like you would have if you would have seen this place dude it was literally like pretty gnarly supercross stuff like hmm. Like we had full whoops, step on, step offs, triples. Like, oh, yeah, wow. it was it was pretty insane. It was like a lot of our first times ever seeing Supercross. But man, after six to eight months, dude, like we were we were ripping that place. That's actually the oh. first time AJ gave me a compliment. Was uh, <laughs> I was I think I, I lined up for the youth. I think I was I, I bumped up to the youth AB in there, and uh, I came I came off of a moto or whatever. And AJ was like, "Dude, you are flying." I have never heard those words since. <laughs> it, I probably. <laughs> I probably said actually in there too. So it was probably an AJ yeah, compliment. It was probably an dude, you were actually you were actually going pretty fast. Wow. <laughs> yeah, dude. It was uh and then I followed AJ off this one section and broke my wrist. So sick. <laughs> that I think that's that track in Winchester, when Winchester Supercross used to be technical. Oh, yeah. Back in oh five, oh six. Yep. Same thing. I mean, I remember Winchester Supercross being really technical, very super yeah. crossy. Yeah. Which to the point where like nobody could get through the whoops and skim the whoops. That that's I think a lot of the reason I I became good at the technical, super crossy style of stuff because we had Mototown, we had Winchester, uh, which over time when Mototown before it collapsed, the roof ended up collapsing because of snow, which is insane, and <laughs> it it was getting more and more dumbed down. Yeah, which I think just people yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of the people that build these tracks have a, a good idea, but they don't know how to execute. And when things start to go wrong or somebody gets hurt, they go the opposite direction that I believe that they should, which is making the track probably slower pace and more technical so that people aren't because mototown at the end turned into mm -hmm. an indoor out it was an outdoor track indoors. outdoor track yeah yep and you were flying around this place hitting yep. sand berms and like going really fast inside instead yeah. of tight turns technical things where yeah maybe you crash but you're going 18 miles an hour instead of 38 yeah uh, that's my opinion on it but yeah at, at least we got it when we needed it selfishly yeah. <laughs> Yeah, dirt bike, public dirt bike tracks are tricky. Like what's happening with ADK, which is like the track that I go to all the time. We have a class there next week. Um, like they have been in a legal battle because of noise forever. And like last year, the court was like, you guys are doing nothing wrong. Like all your permits are right. Everything's good. Like, and then they're like, oh, we're good. And then... The neighbors come and find some other thing and it's like the goal yeah. then is just to bankrupt the track with legal yeah, fees. Right. you know what i mean it's crazy thankfully for ADK, like... they have a wedding barn so they'll be all right but <laughs> it's like it's just annoying That's you good. know you could do everything Dude, right you gotta, you gotta still take you, you gotta be like a mob and just like start greasing palms man like literally walk around to your neighbors and just give them like here's a grand stop just leave me alone for like you know two three months yeah right. then keep doing it all over i mean i i could see i could see cam in a mob outfit just like greasing palms looking over his shoulder <laughs> Dude. and and there's a lot of tracks that do it wrong and that they just do it and then try and say hey this is my property i'm gonna do what i want here which never goes oh, well you can't do that yeah yeah but somebody like jeremy at adk goes about he's so nice first of all he's right. like the nicest person ever 
and he went about it in the right way right from the beginning. So it's a shame that these some of these counties or towns don't recognize that. Not and to mention, dude, he's near nothing. Nothing. <laughs> he's out in the middle of nowhere. Like, uh, yeah. it's, uh, it's such a bummer. But yeah, dude, I mean, I had a track at my house that got shut down, which was a bummer um, because of COVID. I had, it, I had the track for 12 years and like my next door neighbors would set up chairs and watch and like the neighbors across the street were all about it. It was cool. Um, and then COVID hit, everybody was inside and home and a neighborhood two miles away started complaining because they could hear us. Um, and the town made us shut it down, but it wasn't because of the noise because we were doing everything. We were actually within noise ordinance because of our zoning or whatever. Um, but we jumped a ravine and there's wetlands. So that was, that's how they got us or whatever. Yeah, but that's just digging up. That's just digging up stuff. You know what I mean? It's just so annoying. Which is what, which is what they do. The bummer is people just, people listen to the loudest voice, which is sad, but it is what it is. So. Yeah. Well, uh, eventually I'm sure I'm going to, I'm just going to go about the, I'm going to be so careful when that time comes for me that I, I'm going to make sure all, everything is settled and figured out before you buy that property. There can't be any loose ends or anything that's even a question mark before you buy a property. You have to know. Yeah. And even then, I mean, even then you could go up and meet all the neighbors and they could all be cool with it. And then a month down the road, they could change their minds. Just find a Um, zoning officer that rides dirt bikes and then you'll be fine. I think the I really think electric is going to solve most of those issues. Right. I know people I do don't too. like to hear it, but that. Yep. And I, I tell you what, too, when the people get the opportunity to. No, we we lost him, Cam. No, uh, maybe mentally. no. I just went space. I just He's I just I just went in the future and saved the world, and I just came back. <laughs> 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 my, mem- my memory card's full. So what do I what do I do? Oh, good grief! Hit us with another Your question. Your audio's still going. Cam. I'm s- audio's going. Camera's rolling. Dave, memory card's cleared. <laughs> I'm good. AJ's doing the. All right, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, are we good? Hey Cam, I know I said I wouldn't pepper you with any more questions, but since Dave is going to be on the podcast tomorrow talking about uh, the collective experience. I'd like to hear from him how the things that he does within the collective experience apply to life outside of Moto. It seems like from what I've seen in his videos, in his master class, that there's probably a lot of value outside of just professional sports in what he does. I'd love to hear him talk about that. Thanks. He is Ooh. the best question asker. I know. He is yeah, really good, good at it. He, Dave, he's asked so many good questions. Dude, that that was that was solid. Um, I one hundred percent. He's he's right on the money, man. A lot of a lot of the things that I teach inside this master class and that I tell people in our program, I also talk to to people about when I'm doing like like recruiting events, right? I I, I have to sit there and hire a lot of people, go through a bunch of resumes, in the same way that I talk about presenting yourself in the best way in the master class. You can use that for job interviews. You can use that on on your job if you want a promotion. You can use that. When you're on dates, if you're trying to, you know, uh, ask out this guy or girl for something, you know what I mean? Like it, it all of all of that is really just sales of yourself, uh, and and puts a puts a better perception of you in other people's eyes. So anytime you're mindful of how you come across to people, you're going to have better results that resonate with that person. Um, you know, when it comes to understanding your your passions, your goals, that can ex- that extends outside of motocross, man. I mean, AJ and Cam, they they eat, sleep, and breathe this stuff just like the rest of us do. But um, you know, they've got passions outside of this this sport. You know what I mean? That also help to round in uh, a holistic, a whole a whole being, a whole person, a whole collective of a person, right? So um, all of this translates to, to outside of moto 100%. I mean, obviously the, the sponsorship ones are more specific to moto, um, unless you have an only fans, but, uh, <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times I've talked to people who are looking to further their career, um, or just have success with their kids or do something like that, where a lot of the, the, the skills that we teach in the, in the masterclass can be applicable to that. You could pick any passion. 
you yeah. name it, yep. any passion. I think that's step one is figuring out, oh, I heard a really good quote last night. What was it? It was, I'm going to look it up. I put it in my notes. It resonated really well with me. Hmm. And Dave, I think you might like it. I hope so. There's, there's a couple of good quotes that I found over the years, man. Like, it's crazy. Arithmetic, the arithmetic of purpose. Find out what you're good at and find out how you can help other people with that. Yes. And, that, yep. and that's your purpose. So yep. I think that's a lot of, that's step one. Yep. The arithmetic of purpose. Find out what your purpose is. Find out what you're passionate about. Find out, find out how you can help people in that. I did it by accident, right? I, yeah. I didn't do and create what I created entirely intentionally from the beginning. Yeah. I'd be lying if I said that I did. It kind of just like began to happen and now it's intentional. And then once you choose your purpose, yep, you can use all of those skills just to make you better socially, give yes. you confidence in social situations, be able to take risk and like put yourself out there. Mm -hmm. A lot of people just will make excuses as to why they shouldn't approach this person or why they can't have this conversation with this guy or why they shouldn't hit send on this email that they've written. It, I, I actually give this advice to Allie. Mm -hmm. She... I, she was, she had sent a message on Instagram to somebody for an opportunity. And I said, okay, you want to know what the next step is? I go, you keep an eye on it. If it doesn't say seen in the first 24 hours, I go, you copy that message, unsend it and send it again. Send it again. Exactly. exactly. And don't feel like you're a crazy person. Just do it because yeah. otherwise it's, you're making an excuse as to why you shouldn't have this opportunity. Exactly. Uh, yep. Yeah. Those skills can 100% be used for anything for anything and my my biggest my biggest takeaway from all of that or the biggest thing that i can say for wrapping up everything in the master class is like and i say it once in there it's like it's not about who you know because everyone thinks this, this industry is very much you know i have to know this person to get here and get here but really like it's not who you know it's who knows you like you should be the currency that it takes to get into a place like people should be like, oh, yeah, I've seen this guy around a lot or, hey, I know this guy's a super hard worker. Or, hey, this guy is always putting in his best effort. We want him to be part of this thing. We want to help him with this opportunity. We want him to be around us. You know what I mean? Or guy or girl. So I 100 percent plays into what you just said, AJ. 100 percent. That, that, yeah. That's a really good, that's a good question. Good great question. question. That was great advice. He's, he's he's a great question asker. Yeah. Uh, right. Cam, you want to give us give us two more. Give us two more. Okay, here we go. Or give us give us three more. Well, make up your mind, will you? We need that. We need to make sure we have a. You have plenty of YouTube clips moving forward. Or are you running low? I have like thirty, dude. Holy crap! Yeah. Okay, because I went through. Uh, by the boy. by the way, make sure that when you create YouTube clips out of things that are. Do you know what I'm going to say? Well, no, I just don't know why you're saying it now. But oh, <laughs> I'm listening. Pick. I know, like the Roxon. One was good clickbait naturally, but we were just talking out of our butts. Yeah, but it, yeah, which is fine. Well, what else are we you, gonna do on this podcast? <laughs> no, which is totally fine for a podcast. But I think when you create a clip, I'd like to be more intentional with. If if I was like, oh, okay, we're gonna create that clip, I I would have wanted to probably listen to the Roxon podcast and get the facts straight, mm -hmm. and then give an opinion. Or a, a viewpoint that would have been very, very accurate and like dropping knowledge where it was more so that was us just like, oh, well, I don't know. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. And at that point, when that clip was released, all of that information that we were kind of speculating on, which is irrelevant because that's just us shooting the shit. It was all out to the public. So everybody already knew. And we were just on the podcast like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Thankfully, we guessed pretty well. <laughs> Well, right, because it's more we did. In fact, and the, what I said and what we said was actually still very relevant and made a lot of sense. No, I think just because I I know that's the thing is like you don't have to tell me any of the specifics, and I'm going to be able to tell you what Roxon is probably thinking and what he's going yeah. through. Because if anybody could relate to it, those guys, it would be me or just us in general, because we know how we know how they think. And that's yeah. that's kind of where we were going with that conversation anyways. No, I'm there. Yeah, absolutely. I don't care about those. I don't really care about the silly, like the the minute details too much. 
but I, I do want to just be intentional when we when we drop those clips. No, I, I agree. I want to make sure. I agree, but also if we're talking about that topic, I'm like, well, that's a, that's a guaranteed 10k it plus did well. views. It's like it, you it just got to well. do it, I, you know. Yeah. Um, okay, now that I have to do more editing, here we go. You ready? No, that clip can stay in there. Hey, Jay. Hi, Cam. It's me, Blake. I just had my first race, and I didn't. I had a lot of fun, but I didn't have the best skate drops. Is there any way I can practice skate drops at my house? Thank you. Hmm. All right, Blake. Great question, dude. Yeah. You can. Don't worry about the gate drop itself. I doubt your issue is that your timing is that bad. You just have to practice the execution of a, of a start, which can be done in an open field. You don't need a, a physical gate to do that. Watch the videos inside the Moto Academy on how to start, which, gosh, I hope there's some videos in there. There's got to be on starting. There are. Right? Is there? There are. You know, I will say this. <laughs> there aren't any for concrete start yet. Okay. It's same idea. I mean, concrete starts are BS. They shouldn't exist anyways. But the 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 fundamentals would be very close to the same. So Blake, study the footage and think, see where I put my feet when I start. Watch where I put and place my butt. Watch where my chest goes. And you're on a 50, so you're just worried about throttle control. You're not worried about the clutch just yet anyhow. And practice the movement, the position, and repeat that. And that's it. I usually almost always reaction time and actually the gate drop isn't relevant as relevant. I, what happens for most people is little 50 riders, little 65 riders, C-class riders at a local race is that they, they do the process different every single time, which is a problem. And when the gate drops, even if they're in the correct position, as soon as the gate drops, clutch jump, upper body back, legs supermanning behind them the whole position that they had just falls apart get in the position stay in it once you take off and don't move like the best starters that you in the history of the sport like think of an alessi or vince freezy is extremely good at starts yeah they get in position and they don't move for three quarters of the straightaway even once they shift they stay down in position because they don't want a wheelie, they don't they don't want to have their butt slide back or have anything weird happen. So yeah, easy. I think Blake, you have you were talking to me a couple of weeks ago about building corner track in your backyard or track in your backyard, so you got space. Don't need a gate. Just practice position in that first initial takeoff. Easy fix. Dave Drakes, you're the you're the whole shot master. Any additional advice? Whole oh, shot, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I got one whole shot at Bud's one year for a pro-am and that has been like my claim to fame ever since. That was like my one good start. No, I mean, that, that's true. I mean, I, personally, I had a hard time learning starts the right way because I was so worried about my bike taking off on me, wheeling, falling back and all that power. And once I, you know, implemented, really, I, I didn't know I was implementing the skills that you just talked about. But like you said, make, making sure that every single time I had a plan for how I was going to go so that I didn't get caught off guard and scared like that that was key and then once i learned proper hip position head over the bars that i guess I'll, I'll call it the start attack position right putting your weight in the right place it made things so much easier i know there's a lot of different people that are like one foot down two feet down i'm a two feet down kind of guy that gives me much better leverage on the motorcycle i can really hold myself there better with my you know my feet in front of the pegs and it, it worked for me but really once i focus on just being smooth and not just immediately power and the bike's doing all kinds of weird things and it's moving and it's inconsistent. You know, once I focus on smooth stuff, it, it made things so much better for me. It's, it's quite easy. It's just most people either don't know where to begin with the position yeah. is one issue. And then the other issue is just that people get overexcited and nervous and they don't really stick to the game plan. They rush everything. Like, yeah. you should see it. When I have people at class, when I do starts, which is not often, Although we did starts at a class uh, last week and it was, it's fun to do. When I, I, I point, arm comes sideways, that's like 30 second board going sideways and arm yep. drop is gate drop. I give them time to get ready and it's amazing watching people scramble through the process. One time they'll pull the clutch in, they'll downshift to first, then they'll shift up to second. Half the time they end up in neutral. The next time they'll pull the clutch and shift up to second, then right foot's down, now left foot's down, feet in back of the pegs, in front. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, 
learn the process, which is a very simple couple steps. Mm-hmm. Take a deep breath. You have time. You know, whether it's me yeah. doing the the theoretical, hypothetical, whatever it's called, gate drop, or a real gate drop, you have time to go through your process and get set up. Yeah. Take your time. Because what you have to understand is that everybody that you're surrounded by at the local level, 99% of them have no idea how to start. <laughs> so let that give you confidence. No, I didn't have any idea how to start until I was 20 years old and I'd been pro for four years. No idea. It's very basic stuff, but most people yeah. just don't know. Boom. There you go, Blake. Take that. Send me some start videos in Moto Academy. I'll help you out. Send Dave Drake some videos inside Moto Academy. Start videos. He'll help you out. <laughs> gotcha. Oh, and congrats on the first race, man. That's cool that he had, his, he had his first race and did good. That's cool. Blake's awesome. Yeah. He's congrats, awesome. Man. Blake's I used man. to be so nervous in the mini class, dude. Yeah. Oh, me I used too. To, my, the scariest I've ever had was uh, racing the the youth A with the 125A or whatever, dude. I used to want to puke on the line. I, I everybody was so fast. I would get oh. nervous in those because I was on my super mini, so I knew I was going to get a bad start. You won anyway. What are you, what are you I talking know. about? Dude? But it was never easy. It like those, really? those were some of the hardest races of my life that I can remember. Like at Walden. On the kids' oh, track, when I we used to race that track. that track. Yeah, yep. And I'd be racing the schoolboy class or 125 Youth A on a super mm-hmm. mini. And I would get a 20th place start and I would, I'd come back to win somehow, which is crazy. I wish I, somebody could have filmed that. But it was I, so annoying, dude, hearing me right behind you and then just, <laughs> here. like, wow, the, dude, what the. I'm like, I'm on a freaking four show. How is this uh, dude? And I would have to fight so hard for it because, like, it, those i don't even think they were on 125s i think a lot of them were on 250fs yeah, yeah. and i was on a super mini and i was yep. just like freaking and i was huge on a super mini no you don't understand how big cam i saw aj one time he was in a rut and he was uh, for the start and he's like nah picks the bike up moves it over <laughs> to the next round dude I'm like, <laughs> this i'm like dude bumper up Get out of this! Get out of this class, dude. Get out of the class. If you can pick up your motorcycle and you're shaving on the line, saying hi to your kids, get off of super minis. <laughs> oh my god! I raced Zach Bell one year in super mini class at uh, uh, Race of Champions. Oh, he and, was tiny, and it, he looked like he could have been my kid. Yeah, is that the year that Jimmy D was there too? And like uh, Zach scrubbed underneath Jimmy. Yeah, I think so. And I was really fast that year. Uh, we it was all of our last year on super mini zach bell might have had one more year but he had some crazy factory wicked fast bike and he weighed like 95 pounds yeah and i was you know 511 150 (laughs) (laughs) on a stock bike and i think i think i i think i still beat him Uh, Uh, but i love a field or field of dreams what the heck was it called english town english town was good that was one of my favorite tracks I remember we had to race Barsha a year that he um, he had won like the um, I think it was like Super Mini on his on his Honda that little CR eighty five and he came to Walden and I think he got first and like either you or Drew Torrance got second and it was like the rest of us by like a minute behind you guys and dude hearing Barsha's bike on the line I was like God I hope somebody protests this guy man <laughs> it was like it remember like a like a 252 stroke dude again like in a sea of like little 250fs like the guy's bike was just insane remember new england regionals at winchester yeah. 2008 were you there in 08 yeah yeah was, was there. there barsha was there jimmy yeah. everybody robbie marshall yeah. jimmy d uh Heisha. everybody yeah satilli probably it was like every fast new england person that's ever existed was there racing a or b class because i was in b then and b class yep. i remember being stacked. i was too <laughs> yeah yeah i i wanted to go home <laughs> <laughs> i didn't i didn't have fun at that race man i was like why why am i racing all these dudes man for those of like, you listening is... go on youtube and type in n-e-r-c-08 you might not be able to find it danny stewart took this video it is such a cool video it's actually one of my favorite videos ever. NERC08, Danny Stewart. It's got to be on YouTube floating around somewhere. Right, Super you can see cool. AJ, AJ taking me out in a corner for no reason. And I w- watching me ride in those, it doesn't even feel, it doesn't seem like it's me. Mm. I was so, I'm so 
I ride like such an old guy now compared to that. <laughs> I was like scrubbing stuff and doing look backs and stretching and like getting sideways. Yeah. That that's when your hips and your back worked properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything worked then. <laughs> oh, batteries we're 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 flashing on the battery right about now. That's okay. We're, we're about flashing. an hour in already, so let's okay. call it a day. Well, uh that was fun. Dave Dave, can we have you on semi regularly, maybe? Yeah, anytime you guys want to do this. Assuming let me know. assuming when this ends and you go to send Cam your footage, I I am so confident that you've messed something up. But if you didn't <laughs> if you didn't mess something up with the audio yeah. or video, uh you're welcome back. Oh, okay. We'll 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 make sure. We did a dry run last night, so hopefully yeah. we're, oh, you did? hopefully we're good. Yeah. Okay. And honestly, Dave, I, I wanna know we we really brushed over the Harley thing. We really brushed over basically yeah, yeah. everything about you. So um yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, camera just died. Sick. Oh, okay. Well, every my odd Dave. Every, every podcast we end looking at me. So now we get to look at <laughs> now they get to look at us. Oh, uh, this freaking here, guy. Cam, man. just mouth. Just you just have to mouth my words as oh, I'm talking here. Gosh. Guys, make sure you subscribe or do whatever you have to do on Apple or Spotify to listen to this. If you would prefer to listen, uh, definitely do that. Highly recommend and uh yet yeah, send in some videos vertical videos to cameraman cam if you want your questions answered ask us anything it could be dirt bikes fitness nutrition business relationships pets uh you name it we don't know the answers usually but we'll certainly the civil try to rights get... movement of 1942 ask us anything <laughs> especially that yep that one is best. and we'll be able to answer incredibly accurately and <laughs> yeah, help you guys out clip we can answer accurately when we don't even know what we're talking about <laughs> yep we can just take a guess and usually we'll be close send <laughs> send in vertical videos to cameraman cam inside the moto academy app don't send me a message if you want it to be on the podcast because i'll just answer it as if you're just asking me uh and try not to send text and don't just vertical videos people yeah. vertical videos one minute or less would be fantastic and uh yeah go rate it five stars or whatever the heck you do on apple or spotify let's get word out that we have released full audio episodes and uh yeah we i might have did my i didn't not one of my sound things fell off behind me so that's a good sign but i might have not a that new we studio would know anyway we can't freaking see you wouldn't know camera died <laughs> we have a new studio potentially being built for me in the near future in the next six weeks which would be really cool and Ooh. cam i believe is working on a new studio probably hopefully at his new house also so yeah, it's sick nice visually we'll be leveling up i ordered a couple of cool things our cameraman cam did for us mine's gonna be better so we should have yeah we're gonna have a competition to see who has a cooler studio oh, we should cam actually do a vote when when it, when it happens yeah okay Oh, mine's we'll gonna be better. Pull. Obviously, I, I need your help, Cam. I need, I need help with setting mine up because I still. I mean, I'm gonna move in like two months, but other than that, like I, this is. Yeah, we got you. We got you. You yeah, know what I, we need, need to do. Need also, Cam, I noticed for the last one is that I was pretty zoomed in. Yeah, you are, and you're pretty far away. So I put this when I filmed just now. I put the camera. I tried to match it with what yours looks oh, like, cool. so it's a little better. Okay. Yeah, and that'll all go to crap whenever we we finish the studios. So. But mine's gonna be sick. I brought all the materials uh, over last night. Um, it's gonna be fresh. It's gonna be fresh. Okay. Well, uh, what time is it exactly? Like ten twenty. Holy crappers! Okay, I gotta. I I gotta. I gotta go. Yeah. So do I. I need to drive <laughs> to pull. Pennsylvania. Thanks, guys. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Yep. That Everyone, was fun. keep keep sending me DMs. This freaking app is incredible. I freaking love it. Send me all the DMs you guys got. All the questions. Uh, if you guys want to go farther, come join the collective experience. I got some cool things planned with these two guys for next year and foreseeable future. We want to bring you guys behind the scenes and do some cool stuff. So feel free to hit me up. The collective xp.com at the collective ex on Instagram. And for the one person less still listening, driver Jamie, I'm sure it's you. Uh, I'll see you. I'll see you tonight. He's picking me up at the airport. Okay. All right. Toodaloo. All right, guys. Thanks. <laughs>